in a world whose hosts cried out for a replacement to Thunderdome. The Top 10 is proud to bring you The Realist. Realist! Realist! Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of The Realist. The Realist! Realist! <laughs> I never knew that sound cue was going to be a part of my life. As consistently it has become. It doesn't have to be. No, I to... like it. Okay. I like it a lot. It irritates other people, but I love it because I, I mess around with really... it all the time. It's just such an over-the-top. It has no business being on the show. Right. And it's not like we use it. At any other time. Well, exactly. If we were doing it the whole time, like in a, uh, we don't like a choice. Yeah, like a morning zoo or something. Yeah, it's just like, oh, he's got what at number nine? <laughs> <laughs> we're just dropping stings in the whole time? <laughs> that would get annoying. Our fans would stop listening oh, to well, us. <laughs> we're becoming like a parody of ourselves exactly, at that Exactly, exactly. Now. Uh, no, I've done it before. I've done that. I just do my own voice with it, playing around with it. But uh, anyway, I'm John Roca. I am Matt Nost. Uh, we're excited today for this relist. You know, uh, I think uh, this is one I am thoroughly enjoying, uh, enjoy, looking forward to because I don't know what movie is going to be on this list. We did a best of, I think we did the Britain movie set in Britain before, uh, depending on how we're doing the order of these. So this one is kind of interesting. Yeah, it is. Too. That's right. Okay. Uh, mo- this is going to be move- top 10 movies based in New York City, based in New York yeah. City. So may not have to be set in New York City, but certainly based in New York City. Then go to other places, but still the base is New York City. Uh, and it was a topic <laughs> selected by one of our favorite fans, honestly, right? Yeah, without a doubt. I yeah. just like, you know. As if we're doing the list ourselves, so you're already setting the definition for you. Just you reiterated three times base, like you were thinking of one specifically. That maybe the character ventures a lot from New York, and you're like, that definitely makes like there was visceral base, base. All right, let's establish that now. (laughs) Yeah, one of our all-time favorites, Jeremy Metz. Jeremy Metz, we love to pieces. Biggest smile in the world. Uh, Always gives us so much great energy, so much great love. To see him in Chicago, my heart like leapt out of my chest when I saw him in Chicago. The fact that he flew or drove to see us, I think, in L.A. He did. And then drove to see us in Chicago. Jeremy, dude, brother man, thank you so much. If yeah, he delivering drives to see kidneys us in, the whole way. Yeah, dropping off hearts and stuff. Sure. <laughs> Organs. The Santa Claus is saving lives as he just barrels from one coast to the other. I just picture him like uh, Pony Express. He's just winging hearts. <laughs> just a, you need a liver? Boom, I got your liver. Kablam! What you need, uh, lower intestine? Boom, that's in the back. Yeah, no, he's a quality human being. He really is. He really is. And he, the guy just bounces back. He got mugged in fucking L.A., which if I ever find who mugged you, if I ever hear anybody mention who mugged I'm going to take them out. Uh, he uh, was. He's great. So, so uh, it's exciting to do this list that he suggested. Uh, who are the other two people, Matt? We got uh, Ryan Nim and Mark Fawcett. There you go. And they uh, sent in their list. And a big thanks uh, to Chris Alexakos. Absolutely. For busting his ass to get us these uh, relists in time. Um, mm-hmm. He now uh, understands sometimes you got to track people down. Yeah. Welcome gotta, to the show, pal. Yeah, you got to hit up. You got to email. You got to do this. And yeah. if damned if he didn't... Get it done. You got it. You know, yeah. Chris, Chris like whoops some ass. He likes to spank that ass and get it going. 
Okay. That's oh one my way God, to put I it. said that all wrong. That's one way to put it. I'm sure. just saying, he likes to get people in line. He enjoys doing that. I've been around him when he gets into that mode. All right, everybody, get out of here. Go to here. Go up there. Go there. You know, this is my girlfriend. You know, he gets very like <laughs> why, to the point. Why is he like? Uh, uh, he seems almost like. Austrian or maybe maybe very Eastern Russian on your wow. version. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can do a Greek accent that well. I'm trying to do his <laughs> Greek accent. And it's like that. He's very to the point. You know, to the point. And his his, his voice, his, his words are inside of his mouth. That's true. You know, he, he, yeah. they don't come forward out. They come it's in more the back of in the back yeah. mouth. That's so, where so you have to work go. hard to understand him. So, which means he's always in power in any situation he's in because you have to work hard to understand him. I respect that. Oh, is that what that is? It's a power move. I respect it. Um, anyway, so we have Mark Fawcett, Ryan Nam. We're going to do their lists. We're going to break it down. Um, yeah, the way the show works is they submit their lists. We have to compile at the end. We do the show like we always do our regular show, which I don't think we did the intro for. Uh, oh, we didn't on the last relist. That's all right. You guys figured it out. You know. So know this, um, this week I'm going to go first, and I do my bottom three. John will do his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. Then we trade one piece. Once we've done uh, Ryan and it's Mark, right? Mark Fawcett. Yes, Mark Fawcett. There are two lists. Thank you, Jeremy Metz, for giving us the topic. And if you guys would like to be a part of this show, go to patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. Uh, and then we compile the two lists based on, you know, what they submitted. We don't, yes. add, we don't add any of our own movies. Uh, we can obviously subtract theirs as we're creating the two lists, but it's all their opinion. Um, so Ryan Nim starts off yeah. and says, it was tough to do this fast, but I got it. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Ryan. Um, uh, thanks, man. Uh, top 10 movies based in New York. I'm sure I may leave off some great movies, but I'm making this list based on enjoyment and how I felt when I first uh, saw these movies and how many times I'll rewatch. I like that. At uh, number 10, mm-hmm. Cloverfield. Ooh, nice choice. Uh, not on this list. All right. He says, this movie totally took me by surprise by how much I would enjoy it. I was skeptical based on the found footage feel of it, but J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves totally made it, screen went dark there, feel fresh and like you were actually there witnessing all of the mayhem. Mm, Nice. Yeah, I thought the shaky cam was going to drive me nuts after the first like 20 minutes. I can see that. Yeah, eventually I settled into it and Mm -hmm. I like that movie. Uh, That's one where it didn't bother me that we didn't get to see all that much because the terror menace was good enough. Yeah. A lot of good young actors in that, too, with uh, Lizzie Kaplan and yeah. uh, T.J. Miller mm-hmm. uh, and a couple of the people involved in that thing that were enjoyable to watch in that situation. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, what's your number nine? Number nine is Juice. <laughs> oh, respect. Didn't see that coming. All right, not on the list. Uh, Juice. Growing up as a huge Pac fan, oh. which could be the first time I've ever said that sentence <laughs> in my life. Uh, I've Please seen tell this. me there's not a G at the end of growing. Please tell me there's an apostrophe. On what? At the end of growing. No, there's a G. Oh, damn. But as a huge Pac fan, it's just like, well, it's, it's disjointed. You're uh, creating two different realities there, you know? <laughs> uh, I've seen this movie so much growing up, and I used to know uh, and be like the main group of guys in this movie. Okay. Um, and like John said before, Pac was terrifying in the role uh, to me. And to me, Omar Epps played a great role as well. Sorry, this, the, the font size on this is like two. Don't sweat. Oh, you're trying to read, trying to read it. Yeah, oh, to, like, I see. Uh, I see. I'm trying to read through this as I go. But uh, that's what he said about juice. Yeah, okay. Um, about juice. Juice. Okay. Not the Jews. Juice. 
No. Okay, I just want to make sure we get that's your Alex Zakos Eastern Russian <laughs> accent coming back. It's juice. No. Juice. Did I said nothing of juice. <laughs> I saw this film in the theater. I'm sure Jewish people may more than likely produced. Uh, this I movie. don't know. I don't want to go that far. Let's move away from this. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Let's move away. I'm from saying this. there's a good chance. There's nothing wrong with sure, that. Sure, sure. Just stating a fact. Why is that? <laughs> you don't know if it's a fact. You're stating I'm, an assumption. I'm okay. True. <laughs> an assumption predicated upon my certainty that it's in the 80th percentile of being okay, true. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's pretty good chance. Okay. At least one. Yes. Sure. Uh, well, I'm not the one that brought this. Up. I know. I, you're right. I have zero problems. We're not Dylan Greek boys. All right. Anyway, we'll move on. Call to back to the Chicago show, which is, is on the li- the feed right now. Uh, yeah, it came out in the slew of uh, Menace to Society yeah, yeah, yeah. and Boys in the Hood, and so I watched those first and fell in love. South Central, I like more than Juice. South Central's great. Um, Juice doesn't hold up anymore. I haven't seen it forever. Me. At the time, like when you have Tupac and Omar Epps, I'm like, yeah. nah. I just don't. I don't think I liked it, but it did. I didn't believe the reality as opposed to. Especially in Menace Society, casting people I didn't know seemed so much more accurate. Yeah. To these, you know, eyes that were living in Illinois, and you know, right, right. at that time I had no effing clue. Yeah, you felt it. And now we live here, and uh, yeah, I still have no clue. So. <laughs> well, you don't want to find out. Yeah. No, yeah, you don't want to validate who and who isn't a gang member. I'm like, I, I stay away from all of it. I just want to buy my shit at Target and go home. That's it. I don't want to get involved. <laughs> Um, you know, with with Juice, I, I remember seeing this in the theater, being and just being blown away by Pac's perform, Tupac's performance, and how threatening and evil he could be, and how easily evil he could be. It was shocking. And then when you go back and study this guy, is like this guy's like classically trained as an actor and performer. Like you're like Jesus. No wonder he was so good. Yeah. At this situation, when he got a chance to do it, and so it's a loss. Certainly, his death was a loss to the rap world and maybe the rap community or the black community. But it's a loss to the world, I think, because he could have like come out of all of this and all the troubles he was in that led to his death. Uh, an incredible actor, like he could have won an Oscar. He could have certainly. It's in play. So it's a shame, but the film itself is it doesn't hold up strongly. The soundtrack's incredible, but the uh, sure. the other stuff not so much. All right, what's the number eight? Haven't seen it in years. Yeah. Uh, number eight is where Ryan loses me. Okay, says Home Alone Two, Lost in New York. <laughs> All right, Ryan. I'm guessing this is the rewatchability aspect. Yeah, uh, he says I know the first one may be better. <laughs> Maybe better. Uh, he doesn't even concede that it is better. Maybe. <laughs> I love that. By the way, Ryan, those are two words. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a sentimental pick for me because during Christmas this is one of the main movies we watched growing up more than the first. Okay. Totally makes sense. Yep. Can't you have a that. different attachment to it, mm-hmm. and I apologize for attacking you. Uh, you should feel ashamed of yourself. Yeah, I don't because you were right there with me. You can't elevate yourself to the high ground. You're down in the muck with me. That's true. <laughs> so, good story try. Of my, story man. of my life, man. Good try. <laughs> uh, when you have that, it's like when uh, Rachel, I know we used this example in the past, but she had Father of the Bride number one on her list for yeah. Steve Martin. She's like, right. well, when you tie in the father-daughter aspects of it, it's impossible to deny. So if this is a Christmas movie to you since you were a kid growing right. up, I'm surprised it's not higher. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point, actually. All right, what's your number? That's your number eight? Yeah, that's my eight. All right, so no matter, this is weird. Uh, Mark says, oh, boy, sorry about this. As a recently joined patron, patron, I was pleasantly surprised to be selected so soon for a relist. Thankfully, Jeremy chose a topic I could do, so I did not have to pass, although there are some well-known films I have not seen that would probably be on a lot of other people's lists. 
For the record, my name, my surname is pronounced the same as Fawcett. Okay, yeah. No, well, who else? How else are you going to pr- pronounce that? I don't know. F A W C E T T. Yeah, Fawcett. <laughs> sure, he's French. Fawcett. It is a Mac Fawcett with his list of New York. Uh, before my list, as you will see, I have 11 films on my list, as well as an honorable mention. <laughs> Classic. As one of your UK patrons, oh, okay, he's British too. I have some understanding of US geography. However, what is and isn't New York City, county, or state is something I am not 100% on, however. Hence, I am not sure about my number two choice. So if you decree that it doesn't count, just remove it and shift the others accordingly. Okay. Uh, should I leave the honorable mention so later? Yeah. Okay. And the number ten backup, you you know. You well, got- that means he gets eleven. So I say we cut that off unless we okay. come back to it later on. Okay. You don't just suddenly get eleven. All right. Fair enough. So you're supposed to make your. T- that's my take. I agree I'll give with you. you. The preamble. I- I- you you can say as much as no. you like in that opening or yep. as little. It's your choice. I like his number two, so I'm going to let it be on this list. Okay. I think it counts. So we can come back to it as an. We'll come back to it. Later. All right. Number ten is French Connection. Uh, no. Wow. Not on my list. Okay. Mark says, as I only saw this for the first time a few months ago, it's a film I can't put any higher than this yet, but we'll revisit this film sooner rather than later. Enough praise has been said about the car chase scene over the years that I can't add anything new to it. The rest of the film is pretty good, too, although the first half hour was tough to get into as it had the feeling like there were scenes missing, which is something I've experienced before with with films from this era, meaning the 70s. Now, there aren't scenes missing. What's happening is in the 70s, they just presented shit to you and you just agreed and went along with it in a movie. And certainly Popeye, there's no background with Popeye. No. He is who he is. He's a racist uh, at times. He, he's a tough-ass cop. He's an abusive cop. But he is driven and he violates all the rules to try to in this naked pursuit to try to get this uh, drug runner and what it all leads him to. And in the end, what it ends up costing him overall is really interesting and it's a damn good film that still holds up William Friedkin directed a classic in this film and Hackman is fantastic uh, yeah. yeah anything you say uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's one that I just don't get oh it's not your thing Steve feels the same way it's not his type of movie it's you know what kills me is so the that car chase scene was built up it's like this is one of oh those. yeah and to me, upon the first time I saw it, the tracking shots, because they're moving a lot of times at the same speed as the car. Oh, yeah. You don't get any sense of urgency. And they use those shots a lot and a lot and a lot. They do. And then they cut to like when it's got to zip around a corner or something like that. And we get a closer shot so you can feel. Yeah. Otherwise, with the tracking, it's just like, I don't know. You could be moving <laughs> 10 miles an hour. You could be moving 40. I think I'm here, but I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. It I understand just, that. So I was the build-up for that. I was like, "Well, that's when this movie apparently just hits its crescendo." Right. And I was like, "Okay." And then I wasn't as engaged with the characters. I was expecting like maybe the action picks up from there, yeah, or something. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. It's it's good. I understand why people praise it so, but it's never been. All right, my number nine, or I mean, Mark Fawcett's number nine. Mark Fawcett is number nine. Is uh, Trading Places. Uh, not on the list. Okay. I almost wanted to have this as a combo with Coming to America as they're in a shared universe. They are in a shared universe. Yeah. I picked this over it as I can't pick a weak performance across the cast in yet another Christmas film in New York. The final act in Wall Street I still don't fully understand, but works. Eddie is at his energetic best. And as I first saw this when I was a teen, there's obviously the mirror scene that still sticks in the mind. Hello, I'm sure. That's Jamie Lee Curtis's incredible breasts. I can't deny that. She's beautiful in that film. Oh, uh, yep. <laughs> I don't really have anything to add to that specific section, but uh, yeah, no, it's a, I mean, 
we may or may not be getting to another one that was mentioned in that one. Oh, okay. And to me, that's the one that outshines, but we'll talk about that one. Okay, sounds good. Number eight is Scrooged. Not on my list. Okay. My second favorite Christmas movie after Die Hard and the best A Christmas Carol adaptation, in my opinion. I have realized, compiling this list, that I do associate New York as much with Christmas as anywhere else. The original Miracle on 34th Street was also in consideration. As much as I love Bill Murray, it's the cast around him that makes this film so much fun to watch with Bobcat Goldthwait, the MVP, Carol Kane, a close second, and my earliest recollection of a fourth wall break in the credits. Yeah, this is a fan. I love this film to pieces, man. Yeah. People can go back and listen to our Christmas episode. Yeah. I put this on and uh, the George C. Scott pretty much every... Mm -hmm. The two iterations we've done of somehow doing Christmas movies. Just specifically Christmas movies. I think it's... This one's made it both times. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, It's absolutely fantastic. And it works... Anytime. You don't have to watch it at Christmas. You can watch it yeah. in June and enjoy this movie. Like two years ago, I remember it was streaming in this time of year. Yeah. And I watched it at to fall asleep for like a week. Because I just watched 15, 20 minutes at a time. Yeah. Fall asleep and the next night just pick up where... Were you like, like oh yeah. Yeah, I was like, I, this is the last scene I remember. And I pick up and then I watch another 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> and I just That's do great. that over the course of a week. That's great. Yeah, it, it, and it's, uh, the message at the end is just so powerful, man. Just so brilliantly powerful. Yeah. The, the Tiny Tim actually works. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, it's the only failing to me of mm. that that story and the, all the other movies mm-hmm. is I never have any real connection to Tiny Tim. Mm-hmm. Um, you want him to do, you know, right? Fucking physically disabled child. Of course, you want the best for that child. Sure. Uh, but in this kid, just you know, he doesn't speak. He's almost a mute and yeah. not. And it's I don't know. It's good. It's a great choice. It is. What's your number seven? Seven is big. Oh. Not on the list. Not on the list. Wow. All right. Ryan says, my favorite Tom Hanks movie and growing up, just love the possibility of this happening and loved the comedic moments. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, Big, look, we have Tom Hanks in our life today because of Big. Yes. Absolutely. A thousand percent. And we're all the better for it. Yes. Guys made some amazing art over the past 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Big is the one that uh, submitted that I saw it as a kid and I loved it. Yeah. I still, I think it's fantastic. Me too. Uh, it holds up really well. It's a you know movie that works for kids through teenage and even adults. It's so resonant that they used it in Shazam in 2019. Yeah, you're still making references to a film from the middle 80s. It's pretty incredible. It is. You know the the fact that it held up this long, and I wonder if there'll ever be a remake where Tom Hanks plays the Robert Loja character. That might be interesting as the as the years go on. Yeah, but who knows. Robert Loja doesn't have enough, you know what I mean, in it? Well, that's what I mean. Tom would just be essentially a glorified cameo in the movie. It'd be more about the kid and his relationship with... Yeah, but you, you want him to live in that world some more. It's just like, oh, yeah, you got to, to see the dynamic of turning into like a catch-me-if-you-can. Mm. So you got a DiCaprio going through it, and you understand, or something along those lines. Like, right. You're going to bring him in, right. make it the dynamic, because he's the only person that's experienced it, and you yeah. can see that. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I like that idea more. Okay. All right, what's your number six? Uh, Six is The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, great choice. Not on this list, but that's a great choice. All right, he says, this movie was complete chaos, and I loved every second of it. Fuck yes. Leo was on another comedic level here. That scene of him getting out of the car had me dying laughing. Uh, It's more so getting into the car for me. Yeah. It didn't have me dying laughing. It has me staring gobsmacked at the screen going, (laughs) I can't believe that you're fucking crushing this. You're crushing this right now. That is so impressive. So impressive. Like, 
Anybody does that, the shitty drunk, like, and you're like, oh, my God. (laughs) Really? We're going to do a vaudeville drunk? And on this, he's vaudeville on fucking lewds. Yeah. And I'm I'm buying it 1,000%. It's so impressive. You want to hear? You, go ahead. Please, please. I was going to say, you want to hear actual drunk? Uh, you can listen to it on the <laughs> 29th, <laughs> on the 29th That's of true. May. Tater Tot and Love, Tater Tot and Love and Maniac. <laughs> when I get drunk for our second show of uh, of Chicago, we're dropping that for the patrons only. So if you want to become a patron, please do so quickly so that you can listen to that uh, second show from Chicago. Trust me, you don't want to miss that. You second do show. realize from that show, you're going probably going to get another Bespin type of thing. Oh, no, 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 no. For the argument? I have you... found people who are supporting my argument. Yeah, of course. Yes. You're not alone because... Yes, damn right. Uh, look, look. There's a community of people online that believe the earth is flat. Oh, cut you it out. You can find your people cut so long as you look for them. It's not like you're Noah. <laughs> you didn't wander into the desert, my friend. You wandered into a Neither massive field full... Of... <laughs> Moses did. Or Moses, Noah. I apologize. Not Noah. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You're getting your you're getting your juice mixed up. <laughs> All right, let's move on. My juice, my pock movies, your pock movies. Son of a bitch, you're probably right. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, my number seven is, uh, or I mean, Mark Fawcett, Mark F- Fo. I uh, now I want to say his name incorrectly every time. Mark Falcott is uh, number seven. Fawcett. Fawcett. There we go. That's even better. Is a taxi driver. Uh, that's a punt. Ooh, nice. All right, my number, and then his number six is Ghostbusters. Not on my list. Damn, what? Uh, The first film I saw that I associated with New York, and I still enjoy to this day. Being a tall, specky geek as a kid, Egon Spengler was my guy. Still wish we saw Ernie Hudson in more things, though, including in this film. Well, watch Oz. He's all over Oz. Um, This is a... Maybe don't watch Oz. Uh, This is still one of the funniest films from the 80s. I thoroughly enjoy watching it. Totally holds up. Um, I got why people were upset about it, the all-female thing. I, I, but I didn't like the movie for different reasons than that. Um, but I had no problem with it being made. People got insane over that shit. I didn't get it. Um, but this movie is still incredibly fun and very and quotable like crazy. Not you, Jan, you know, like uh, you're not the biggest Ghostbusters fan. No, I I enjoy Ghostbusters for the sci-fi element of right, it. Right, 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 right. It's got some laughs in it, but it's you know it's not like laugh per minute. Okay. Like there's the yes, this man has a small dick. Right. Is the telepathy? Is that <laughs> the beginning of this one, or that's the beginning of two? Isn't it? No, no, that's is the, this, this, is, this, this one. one? Yeah. Okay. Because they go to the library pretty early. I don't know if the library predates the telepathy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So there's that scene. There's a couple others, but to me, it's more like an interesting action film yeah. with a sci-fi action, whatnot, with right. some comedy mixed in. Yeah, okay. because it has this cast. I think everybody calls it a comedy, but Fair I don't point. think it really technically is. I think it's more of an action sci-fi movie with some jokes. In That's it. a fun debate to have. I I will die on that hill alone. Okay, just like you're over there thinking your argument on the show on the 29th of this month, which is a Wednesday. By the way, it's on Patreon. Yeah, and you can only get it there. And uh, I forget uh, what tier we said that would be at. I guess we got a couple weeks before this comes out. Yeah, we can figure it out. Sure. Do you want to say that? Yeah, sounds good. Uh, why don't we talk about it in between? And we yeah, then we'll drop it, it off. Show. All right. Uh, what's your number five? Uh, my number five is Godfather Two. All right, that is one of his honorable mentions, which is already making this list invalid. But go ahead, yeah. No offense, Fuchet. Uh. 
Yeah, fuck yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. He says, I know at five, exclamation point. Oh. Capital B for butt. I just finally, <laughs> I just finally saw all the Godfather movies in the past couple of years, and I acknowledge how great the first and second are, but I've openly rewatched them a handful of times and appreciate them. Ooh, okay. I don't know why you have to, but I, oh, pardon me, I've only rewatched them. I said openly, and I was mm-hmm. like, why do you have to defend watching? Yeah, two movies that are in the argument for one of the best movies of all time. Yeah, it didn't make sense. That makes no sense. Uh, once again, I'm reading size two font. Um, yeah, no, Godfather two. Mm-hmm. is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it would be damn near the top, although I don't know if I think of it as New York. Interesting. I know it's in New York, Yeah, but I don't directly associate it with... Two it. is not set necessarily in New York. No, they flash It's more around. set in Nevada. It is, because yeah. the Tahoe writes. And uh, the, he only goes to New York for the Pentangeli stuff. And then his, the, the flashbacks to his dad. Right. So it's not really... Which is, which is past. It's not... Currents. I'm just saying, but that's in the movie right. set in New York City. Right. If the movie was just Vito Corleone's story, that's set in New York. Yeah, that's way more. That's all set in New York. Right. The action all takes place there, and this is right. in Cuba. And right, Cuba as well. Yeah, you're going to all kinds of different locales. Agreed, agreed. Uh, okay, that was your number five? That was my five. All right, his five is, or Mark Fawcett's five is uh, The Avengers. Oh, not on my list. Yeah. Uh, I had to have an MCU film in somewhere, as many of theirs have been in New York. As I believe the Avengers compound is in New York State, not the city. I couldn't put Endgame in here. In that case, it visits NYC, not based in NYC. And this is just ahead of Homecoming. The Battle of New York is so much fun to watch with moments that are some of my favorite. Banner turning into Hulk and smashing the space creature still makes me cheer. We wouldn't be where we are today if Marvel dominates without this film working so well putting the gang together. I agree. It's... it's... Here's what I'll say. I, I... I appreciate what Avengers is. I find issues with it now. Uh, when I, I rewatched it on the plane back from London, the whole thing. Okay. And I had issues with the, some of the writing, mm-hmm. some of the scenes, some of the action. Um, and it seemed a little too much like a kid's movie and not enough like an adult mature approach to something like this. Whereas I, it's what we get now with Endgame and yeah, Infinity you War. build to that. Yeah, you do. You do. I just felt, to me, it, just, they're, they're, they're just, it doesn't hold up as strongly as it did before, is what I'll say. Okay. That's all I'll say. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to hate on uh, Avengers because yeah. walking into that and like, this is a tall order how you can manage to pull all this together. Good point. With characters that the vast majority, even though they've had standalone films, people don't know. Right. Um, nobody really knew Thor. They knew the name Captain America, but who, know, who knows if they knew the character. They right. may have known the name Iron Man before Downey Jr., but I doubt it. Yeah. It's not like he was huge. No, Iron Man's not. No. Yeah. Iron Man was like a third-tier character. When Sony bought the rights to Spider-Man, they were offered all characters. Yeah. For $25 million or whatnot, and they said, yeah. no, nah, we'll just take Spidey for seven. Yeah. And you can fuck off with the rest. <laughs> <laughs> She's like... I mean, that's where it was. So then to take all these disparate individuals and spin something that was, you know, enjoyable for all. Yeah. If you'd never seen it, you would like it just from the action and the storyline whatnot. And if you liked, you know, whatever. It was just the, the cornerstone of a foundation now mm-hmm. that is built all of this. That yeah. coupled with like Iron Man and a couple others. But I think those two are the, the central foundational pieces mm-hmm. for everything we have now. Thoroughly agree. Uh, what's number four? Uh, four is Coming to America. Okay, not on this list. One of the funniest movies ever made, and Eddie Murphy was just pure magic here. Yeah, agreed. 1,000%. Thoroughly agreed. Somebody, somebody, 
I think it was in the Facebook group said that uh, they watched it because of the show and just like, nah, outside of the sexual chocolate scene, I got nothing. Wow. And look, there are stretches where it's just like, yeah, but I like watching Eddie. And there's not jokes coming. And I totally, Eddie holds, I mean, he's huge. Eddie does, yeah. Yeah. For our generation, a 10-year span of us, 15-year yeah. span where Eddie was God. Mm-hmm. The nostalgia holds us as well. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, the barbershop scene, oh, I love it. Genius. Uh, a lot of the stuff with him, like, trying to mop, whatnot, and just... <laughs> then the robbery with Sam Jackson and then Eric LaSalle trying to play a badass. No reason to put, like, the soul glow joke. It's the only one that's so over the top when the, all the family's sitting up against it very yeah. early on. They get up. <laughs> it's the only over-the-top sight gag outside of cutting off the rat tail thing right. that, right. you know, the uh, prince had. That'll be $10. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it hits on so many different beats, but there are moments which is like, yeah, you know. I think it slows down when you deal with his with the girl. I yeah. think it slows down. The The scenes aren't as well written as they could be, but she's so sweet in the part that it does, that it keeps you you're still hooked to the film, you know? I agree. And John Amos is fantastic as well as the, the corrupt dad in a funny way. Uh, that's your number four. That was my four. So this four is uh, for Mark Fossett. It is The Apartment. Oh, not on my list. Hmm. Two words, Jack Lemon. Just how good is he in this film? Shirley MacLaine is magnificent in this too. When comedies win Best Picture at the Oscars, they are usually not funny. This one is, and then some. I don't know if I can prove that theory right or wrong. How many comedies win Best Pictures? All I keep thinking about is the two words, Jack Lemon. <laughs> and then my head was like, oh, what about the Western? Here comes Lemon Jack. <laughs> I do not know why. I just thought of like... You know, the law couldn't what? do anything. Uh, and, you know, it was public uh, chaos until Lemon Jack got here. <laughs> Just... Oh, shit. It's Lemon Jack. Oh, shit. Uh, we got to get out of here. Uh, there exactly. It is. Really yeah. over the top. Offensive yeah. stereotypes left and right. <laughs> That's not offensive to no, no, I'm saying not yours. I'm oh, saying okay. oh, it's something else. It was made in the 50s. <laughs> it had those flying title cards coming at oh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And shit like that. And just you knew this was a bad movie. <laughs> Maybe they didn't have time because it's just like, I'm happy to see, go see any kind of movie. I don't yeah. really care. It's a movie picture. Uh, Lauren Green is Lemon Jack. Uh, <laughs> what's your number three? Three is uh, Taxi Driver, the punt from earlier. Okay, cool. Uh, and it's the only one he didn't put anything next to. Oh, how funny. I'll read, <laughs> I'll read Mark's. My favorite De Niro-Scorsese collaboration. I may upset some people, but I can't stand Raging Bull. Sorry. Wow. Again, can't add much to what has already been said about this film. Agreed. It's a fantastic film. Yeah, what Ryan just said, fuck it, man. Yeah. Taxi driver. That's it. He that's just it. dropped the mic and what, walked out. One more I need to say. Exactly. All right. Two, uh, he's got Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Well, I have number th- my three, right? I apologize. No worries. It's uh, John Wick. Oh, not on my list. Wow. Now, I personally prefer John Wick 2. Wow, really? <sighs> my hope is that 3 brings me back to the franchise. It's supposed to be excellent. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah. Now, I personally, uh, but as this is all in NYC, it goes in my list. A sleeper that reinvigorated the action genre like Bourne did 10 years ago, or 10 years before, and brought Keanu back to prominence is I don't know when this podcast will be released. I will either be eagerly looking forward to or will have already seen and loved Chapter 3. There you go. Yeah, no, this podcast came out after it came out. Yes. So. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping 3 gets us back to the meat and potatoes of mm-hmm. what the first one was. I'm hearing good things. Uh, I'm Perry's plus one on Thursday. So I get to go see it, thank God. Do you hear anything about Deadwood? Are they uh, doing a screening? Uh, no, I haven't heard anything. But you know what? That's a great 
thing to recommend. I'm going to reach out to HBO and see w- what they got going on. That's what you said last week, and I here did. we are a week you're right. later. I'm sorry, you're right. Having I the did. same dance again. We're going to be doing this dance again next week. <laughs> you know we are. Waltz Partners on, hey, anywhere from HBO? You know what? That's a great idea. I know a guy over at HBO. All right, motherfucking goldfish over here. We're doing this dance again. <laughs> Why didn't you say anything last week? I did! <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, all right, what's your number two? <laughs> two was Spider-Man no, into the Spider-Verse. Great jump choice. The, jump the gun on last time. I, I love so that. excited about it. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, man. <laughs> out of all the Marvel movies set in New York, this movie completely shocked me by how much I love it. Growing up in the same neighborhood and going through similar struggles as Miles with life and trying to find yourself, I fully related to his story with his dad. Uh, it was great to have a superhero movie where I can fully relate with the character. Oh, nice. I like that. Yeah, I mean, this thing was yeah, so stinking good. Yeah, it was. So stinking good. Just when I didn't need another fucking origin story of Spider-Man. I'm like, I don't even care. This is the best origin story of Spider-Man ever. Yeah. This is fantastic. Yeah, thoroughly agree. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's my favorite Spider-Man. I would agree with that. I have no complaints about this Spider-Man, and I can find something to complain about in every other Spider-Man. Yeah, me too. Including Homecoming. Yeah. Yeah. So can I. There's just points where it's like, yeah, this works, and this doesn't as much for me. Right. Whereas in Into the Spider-Verse, I mean, the collective brain power of basically like five, six guys all hashing and directing and co-directing and producing and writing and this huge collaborative effort between all of them. Yeah. It really shows that there's a lot of care went into this. It's super brilliant, yeah, in that way. It is. Uh, that was your number two? That was my two. My two is 12 Angry Men. Oh. He said, my unsure one, it's set in a New York County courthouse, so I don't know, how it, I don't know if it counts. There is a mention of going to a Yankees game that day, so it must be close to the city, at least. It is. It's in the city. Yeah. To the film itself, Henry Fonda is mesmerizing as journey number eight, and the rest of the cast produced great performances as well. Yeah. Thoroughly agree. This is it, one of my favorite films. It completely holds up. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely, Matt. It does. It still holds up. You can go, anybody that's not seen it, you can be hesitant, like Makuga, anything made before whatever date that is, <laughs> he just won't watch it. Right. I'm sure there are exceptions to that rule, but that's a pretty steadfast rule for him. Mm-hmm. This is one that, like, look, the pacing is just fine, and it's just a character study, but you're engaged with all these different individuals. Yeah. As, yeah. like, the story progresses. And Henry Fonda's, it could be one of my favorite, if not my favorite, performance of his. I would agree with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um it's a film that has that got its hooks in me when I was very young. Uh, this idea of uh, appearances aren't what they seem. The lawyer stuff, the court stuff, the jury, uh, your peers, what a jury room might be like, and the different things that you go on, and the journey from a man standing alone against everybody to, in the end, it is another man standing alone against everybody yeah. who is working out his own shit between his son and himself. So it's really powerful in that way. Uh, it's it, in ways, I directed a version of it at Florida State as one of my. Oh yeah, yeah. You brought that up once. Yeah, yeah. It was so. It was a multi-gender. It was, you know, it was a genderless cast or whatever you call it, uh, and a multiracial cast. And I had a and I played around with it so well and really enjoyed it. It's one of my favorite experiences ever because it's one of my favorite plays ever. Mm. Uh, so I appreciate Mark putting it number two on his list. What's your number one? Uh, number one is Goodfellas. Ooh, nice. Just my favorite mob slash gangster movie. Mm-hmm. Not on the list. Somebody ain't wrong. No, not on this list. Not on the list? I'm surprised. Dude. I don't know if it's my favorite. Godfather 2 is in that running, but man, I'm 
damned if Goodfellas didn't close. The thing is, I will watch Goodfellas more, way more. I know you like the first half to two thirds. All the way up until where it yeah. turns into the, the shit drug. Hits the fan. Yeah. When, because this is a true story, nobody gets away, gets away with doing crime their entire lives. Right, you're right. There is occasionally, and we all kind of tip our hat to the guy that got to retire. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, you are the exception because we were trying to bust you or you were going to get killed otherwise. Yeah. Um, and I also didn't have to, you know, witness or be part of any of the collateral damage for your power. <laughs> so it's easier for me to reconcile yeah. you getting out like Joe Bonanno got to retire. He did. Uh, Joey you know. Bones. Is that what they call him? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Do you know who he is? You said it was like a... I know who Bonanno is. A Bonanno crime family is massive. Just put it in like, hey, Joey Bones. I just, you know, I'm coming up with stuff. We're talking New York. Uh, I just think with Bonanno, wouldn't Bananas be closer? Because You, you want to call a boss, my boss Bananas? Nah, but we call him Monkey. Hey, Monkey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you take that. That's a good nickname. Hey, Monkey. Uh, why, is, uh, why is Nose calling me a monkey? What the fuck? Uh, Bonanno, Banana. Yeah, they like Bananas. <laughs> It's a nickname on a. It's a hat on a hat, my friend. There had to be a nickname for him, right? Uh, he was nicknamed Joe Bananas by the papers, dude. I probably, honestly, I probably knew that then. Okay, that's why I brought it up. He I'm despised the name because it implied that he was crazy, and his family was sometimes called the Bananas family after his nickname. Oh, but the safe name to look to use around him was Don Pepino. That he didn't mind. Don Pepino. Joe Bananas, Lord God Almighty, that's funny as shit. Uh, all right, uh, number one for me is Rear or Mark Fawcett rather is Rear Window. Okay, uh, my favorite Hitchcock. I love the set, the main plot, and all the little B stories going on in the apartments across from James Stewart's window. He puts in his usual brilliant performance, but every moment Grace Kelly is on screen, you can't take your eyes off of her. That's very true. She's absolutely gorgeous in this movie, radiant even. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a film I enjoyed. I think I saw it too late in life to really get it and enjoy it and put it in the top five of Hitchcock for me. Uh, but I enjoyed it. Uh, and I think it actually is still prescient nowadays uh, because he's essentially a stalker. And he's watching other people's lives like a television, like a reality show. Yeah. Every window is a re- new reality it's show. people watching. Yeah, he's people watching. But it's a, like a new reality show every single time. Yeah. It's fascinating. But then he doesn't want to be watched. He doesn't mind watching not. other people. Well, fuck him. That's what I feel like. He's, you know, he deserves everything he gets in that movie. Yeah, but that's what everybody wants. They want to be able to watch. I don't. And Well, I'm just saying, of the two options, yeah. would you rather be the one that gets to watch no. and doesn't get watched? Right. Or... Watched and doesn't get to watch. You know what I mean? So they see everything that okay. you do, but right. you don't get to see them, no. or they don't see you and you see all. I guess the second option. Yeah. Right. Of course, that's what everybody chooses. Yeah, I guess so. It's not my baby, but I hear you. I'm not one of those guys that stop at rubbernecks either. Me like, either. If there's an accident, I do not want to see what's happening. I want to get to where I'm going and be thankful that I wasn't involved in it. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm honorable- sure this is particle board. I don't know if that counts. It's wood fiber that's been like glued and pressed together <laughs> maybe does that count as wood what if i knock harder uh, all right his honorable mentions remark godfather part two he put down there uh he says the sequel is better than the original thank god um i wouldn't even call it a sequel you know what i mean it is but at the it same is. time it's more just a continuation of the same story well that's a sequel what are you talking about i know but 
I, it, I don't know. It seems more like a true tale about a family as opposed to like, I don't know. So you it's, mean it's idiotic? What you? No, I, I think I, I think I understand what you're trying. What you're trying to say is that this is all connected, and yeah. it's not. John Wick 2 is independent of John right, Wick 1. Right, Whereas Godfather 1 and 2, to me, are just basically one long story right. about the two generations of one family. And that's how Coppola prefers it, as a saga. It's what it should be. Not sequels. Yeah, because yeah. you need to see where we started, mm-hmm. but you don't see how really Corleone got to that except for the little bit of flashbacks. Right. But he had to do some terrible shit, too. Yes. But trying to get everybody out and then just the, nah, man, doomed <laughs> to repeat the sins of you know, your father. Exactly. Um, his other backup was Home Alone 2, for God's sakes. I don't understand the whole this Probably the same age. Yeah, he says, the film holds a fond memory as our year six, fifth grade class had a choice of a Christmas party or a trip to the cinema. We chose a cinema, and this was the film we saw. I still enjoy the comedy moments that play from the original, for example, the paint tins and Tim Curry in it, even though to tolerate, even though you have to tolerate the orange one's appearance. That's a nice reference to Trump there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, all right, there you go. That's, uh, that's, uh, he's, uh... Well, Ryan closes out with... Oh, yeah, what does Ryan say? Uh, sorry if my list was kind of out there, but glad and proud to be a part of y'all's top ten army. Oh, thank you, man. And thank you for the time and sacrifice you guys make for us and helping me through some tough times by just oh. listening to your guys' show. Thanks and top ten for life. Yeah. Dude, respect. Thank you. Yes, and we will be rolling out mandatory tattoos. Very soon. Oh my God! It's gonna be gorgeous. Yikes. Right across the neck, and we just top ten with a huge logo and our faces on it. It's gonna be gorgeous. Please don't do that to yourself, people. Please don't do that to yourself. Uh, all right, do we have any commonality? Taxi driver. That's it. Is that it? That's it. That is it. We don't have anything else. So taxi driver's number I guess one. Yes, taxi driver's number one. You want to type right. them out again? Yeah, sure. I don't mind. All right. What's uh, what do you have next? Uh, my number one is Goodfellas, and uh, yours was uh, uh, Rear, window. Rear Window. I would put Goodfellas before Rear Window. I would Rear put window. Goodfellas, yes. Okay. Then Rear Window. Okay. What do you have next? What's your two? Uh, I think it might be. Oh, it's uh, 12 Angry Men. Uh, I got Into the Spider-Verse. Your call. I did. I got to do this one on the last one. <laughs> Well, I would say Into the Spider-Verse. And here, here's the reason. Here's the reason. Because it uses New York more as a character. And Without if this is top ten movies based in New York, then I would do that. 12 Angry Men, though, certainly a very close or tough decision to move it below Spider-Verse. All right. Oh, what's your three? Uh, John Wick. It goes next. Okay. Because I had Taxi Driver at three. Okay. Uh, four, I got Coming to America. What do you got? The Apartment. I'll put Coming to America over there. I would say coming to America personally, but I that's an extremely biased opinion amongst the two of us. Uh, well, it's our list. It it's it's our show things, yeah. with their list. Exactly. We're putting this together so they can deal with it. All right. What, what do you, you have next? What do you have five? Uh, let me see here. Five, I have The Avengers. All right, I got Godfather 2. Ooh. I would say Avengers is more in New York than Godfather 2 is. Yes, I would agree. Because Godfather 2, like we mentioned, Godfather 2 in yeah. Cuba. So I would say Avengers then over Godfather 2. Okay. Uh, so that would be Avengers then Godfather 2? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. And then how many left? That's it. Oh, that's it? That's it. Wow, Godfather 2 makes the bottom. Well, good for you, Godfather 2, you know? 
You're normally in that top three of whatever list you managed to end up on. So suck it up. Good for you. Good for you, Godfather. Good for you. You just barely made it, all right? Oh, you're on the list, Godfather. You're this close. This fucking close. Look at that. Joey Bananas. You're on the list. Good God. Um, All right, let's do this thing. Uh, The top ten realist movies. Oh, wait. The top ten movies set in New York on the realist. Yeah. The realist. (laughs) <laughs> and number 10 The Godfather Part 2 And number 9 The Avengers Coming in at number 8 The Apartment In the Siete Coming to America And number 6 John Wick And number 5 12 Angry Men Finally at number 4 Into the Spider-Verse Into our third spot Rear Window at number two. Goodfellas. Uh, and finally, the number one movie based in New York is... Taxi Driver. You talking to me? Great list. Yeah. Great show. A lot Thank of good... Thank you so much to uh, uh, Jeremy uh, and uh, Ryan and Mark. Yes, Mark Fawcett. Mr. Fawcett. <laughs> Ryan Nem and Jeremy Metz. They, uh, yeah. They support us on Patreon, and you can as well, at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with number 10. And we're going to be releasing, like uh, we brought up earlier, the Chicago show on the 29th of this month, with the, yep. which is a, a Wednesday. Um, Trust me, you don't want to miss out on this. You do not want to miss out on the Chicago show. It's going to blow your mind. Uh, it's a good one, and we're working on other things. If you are a member at $5 and up, there's um, a post that only you can see, and you can submit. Basically, we want to do a show where... We get two, three different topics from the audience, whatever they happen to be. Hey, if you had to make a choice between this movie and that, Sophie's choice between these two movies, what yeah. do you choose? Or, or whatever kind of question you want, hit us up there, and we're going to try and do like a couple of those and just provide small content as we're working on new shows for Patreon. But we want to give you a little bit more, yeah. a little extra. Yo! Trying to put some more cherries on top of this Sunday. Come That's on we're trying now. To do. Uh, but thank you so much to Mark Ryan and Jeremy, and to Chris Alexakos for helping us this week. Yeah, thank you, Chris. And uh, Joe Abara and Clay Williams that help us yeah. with stuff. And, and Kristen Smith. Kristen Smith and Matthew Hasso. Thank you to, to all of you that help us. Anybody that retweets us or leaves us a review somewhere or talks, you know, joins the Facebook group, yeah. emails us about a live show at the top 10 live at gmail.com, any of that, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, Matt, you can follow him at, at, at Matt Nost. You can. And you can follow me at The Roca Says on Twitter and on Instagram. And like we say before, leave us ratings, leave us comments, share this show with everybody, share the main show as well with everybody uh, that you know get them hooked on us you know we bring you joy so you know we're going to bring your friends joy mm-hmm. uh with our with our shenanigans Let's so bring the christmas spirit all year long absolutely let's scrooge this bitch up all right love you all so much thanks everybody for listening we will see you next time on the top 10 realist realist Ooh.